Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. It's great to have you with us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show, just a single story long, just a few minutes long, in case you only have a few minutes and you want to fill them with some great storytelling. And we've got some for you today. We want to remind you, of course, that we bring you a few of these bites each week in preparation for our full hour-long episode drop. That happens every Thursday, and we fill that hour with stories for you and your family. This Thursday, join us for a special performance from Andy Offutt, Irwin, the Georgia storyteller who joined us in the Appleseed studio to tell one of his Aunt Marguerite stories. Aunt Marguerite, of course, Andy's fictional great aunt, and of course the denizens of her world make for rollicking and tender and illuminating tales. You'll hear one uh, in which Aunt Marguerite talks about liberty and lightening the world, which of course is the proper name for uh, the piece of sculpture that you and I know as the Statue of Liberty. That's a story you'll want to join us for. In the meantime, I'm thrilled to be joined in the studio by one of our producers, Dr. Heather Bigley. Heather, thanks for joining me. Hello. We're going to hear an Ed Stivender story. Yes, and it is called Jack and the Robbers, and it starts out like a Jack and the Beanstalk story, which you may be familiar with, and then it goes in a slightly different direction. There are no giants. How about that? (laughs) Jack, you know, uh, this sort of good-hearted, not the biggest, not the strongest, but solving problems through luck and wit. Yeah. Uh, is uh, the central character of so many stories. Yeah. And this story for me became about a question that mm. we, I don't know, is actually answered, but is asked over mm. and over again. What are, what are people worth? Huh. What makes people worthwhile? Wow. Why do we keep hold of them? Because if you listen to the repetition of each of the characters that's introduced, they say the same thing. Someone decided I wasn't worthwhile anymore. Wow. That's, that seems like kind of a big question. Yeah, it's a huge question. <laughs> I think it's enormous. And yet it's this fun little story with this repetition and then there's yeah. a happy ending at the end. And and I think this the question even gets sort of put away. Like we're not going to ask that question anymore. But, yeah. you know, when you hear it four times. Sure. Yeah. Ed Stivender, the wonderful Philadelphia storyteller, brings us this tale, Jack and the Robbers on the Appleseed. When I first came to the uh, National Storytelling Festival, I had uh, five stories. Now I have six. And here's one of them. One of the five. It's sort of my signature story. I've no, I don't know if you've ever seen my signature, but uh, anyway, this is the story. Howdy, my name's Jack, and I'd like to tell you a story about one time when I went out to seek my fortune. I said to my mama, Mama, I'm going out to seek my fortune. She said to me, You be careful, Jack. You don't talk to no strangers, and you take good care of yourself. I said, Don't worry about me, Mama. I'll be all right. So I started down the road to seek my fortune. Well, I got down that road about a mile or so, when all of a sudden I heard a terrible, mournful sound. It went like this. Ah, Turned around the corner, and there, sure enough, standing by the side of the road, with his head hung low and his big gray eyes feeling sorry for himself, was an old mule. I said, howdy, Mr. Mule. What seems to be the problem with you this morning? Mr. Mule looked up at me with his sad gray eyes and went, oh, Jack, my master says I'm too old to be of any use to him. So tomorrow, he's going to take me to the glue factory and have me be made into glue. Oh. I said, Mr. Mule, we can't let that happen to you. I've got a great idea. 
I'm going out to seek my fortune, and if you've a mind, you can come too. Old Mr. Mule perked up his eyes, perked up his ears, and he came along with me. So now there were two of us walking down that road to seek our fortune, with me in the front, followed by, ah, 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 ah. We got down that road about a mile or so, and all of a sudden I heard a terrible mournful sound. It went like this. <laughs> Turned around the corner, and there, sure enough, sitting by the side of the road, with his head hung low and his big brown eyes feeling sorry for himself, was an old dog. I said, howdy, Mr. Dog. What seems to be the problem with you this morning? Mr. Dog looked up at me with his sad brown eyes and said, Oh, Jack, my master says I'm too old to be of any use to him. So tomorrow he's going to take me to the Humane Society. There ain't nothing humane about that. <laughs> but Mr. Dog, we can't let that happen to you. I've got a great idea. Going out to seek my fortune. Mr. Mule's gone with me, and if you've a mind, you can come too. Well, old Mr. Dog perked up his eyes, perked up his ears, and he came along with us. So now there were three of us walking down that road to seek our fortune. With me in the front, followed by... Followed by... We got down that road about a mile or so, and all of a sudden we heard another mournful sound. We're like this... Looked up in the tree, and there was old Ms. Cat looking down at me. Said, howdy, Ms. Cat. Seems to be the problem with you this morning. Miss Cat looked down at me with her sad green eyes and said, Oh, Jack, my master says I'm too old to be of any use to him. So tomorrow, he's going to put me in a burlap bag with some stones in it and drop me to the bottom of the Nolichucky River. <laughs> said, Miss Cat, we can't let that happen to you. I got a great idea. Going out to seek my fortune. Mr. Mule's going with me. Mr. Dog's going with me. And if you have a mind, you can come too. Well, old Miss Cat perked up her eyes, perked up her ears, jumped out of her tree. She came along with us. So now there were four of us walking down that road to seek our fortune. With me in the front, followed by... Followed by... Followed by... We got down that road. All of a sudden we heard another mournful sound. Went like this. Turned around the corner and there, sure enough, standing on a fence post by the side of the road, with his big beady eyes feeling sorry for himself, was an old rooster. I said, howdy, Mr. Rooster. What seems to be the problem with you this morning? Mr. Rooster looked up at me with his sad, beady eyes and said, well, fucking Jack, my master says I'm too old to be of any use to him, so tomorrow he's going to have a rooster stew for dinner, and I think I'm going to be the guest of honor. Said, Mr. Rooster, we can't let that happen to you. I've got a great idea. Going out to seek my fortune. Mr. Mule's going with me. Mr. Dog's going with me. Miss Cat's going with me. And if you mind, you can come too. Old Mr. Rooster perked up his eyes, perked up his ears, his teeny little ears, and he came along with us. <laughs> so, now there were five of us walking down that road to seek our fortune. With me in the front, followed by... Uh, 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 followed by... <laughs> Followed by meow, 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 meow. Followed by cockadoodle yahoo, cockadoodle yahoo. We got down that road about a mile or so, and all of a sudden everything started getting real dark. The moss was hanging off the trees into our faces. The path was getting smaller and smaller. I figured we were goners when all of a sudden came upon an old ramshackly house by the side of the forest. Sneak up on that house, looked in the window. There we saw on the kitchen table a pile of gold coins piled all the way to the ceiling. I said to my friends, friends, this must be the house of some robbers who have gone back downtown to get some more loot. Let's go inside and see how much money they got. So we sneaked around to the front door, opened it. Sneaked inside, started counting up on the money. Well, we had that money about half counted when all of a sudden we heard another mournful sound. It went like this. Har, 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 har. 
We are the robbers. We're very, very mean. We're the meanest robbers that you've ever seen. When we find someone that we don't like, we kick them in the stomach and we steal their bike. I looked out the window and they're coming up the path with 10 of the meanest, ugliest looking robbers I'd ever seen in my life. The shortest one of them was eight foot eight. The tallest one was 13 foot three and a quarter inches. He was so mean and ugly, his face looked like hamburger. I said to my friends, friends were in big trouble. Ms. Cat, would you hide in the fireplace? She did. Mr. Dog, would you hide in the cupboard? And he did. Mr. Mule, would you stand by the front door? And he did. Mr. Roos, come inside the chimney? And he did. I stood back in a dark corner to see what would happen. And the meanest, ugliest looking robber of them all came up to the front door, slammed it open, walked inside. It was too dark for him to see anything, and he walked over to the fireplace to blow on the old embers to get some light. And he blew <gasps> right into Ms. Cat's face. Well, Ms. Cat opened her eyes. You know how cat's eyes glow in the dark sometimes? He figured it was the glowing embers, and he blew twice as hard right into her face. <gasps> well, she couldn't take it any longer. She took out her claws and went for his eyes. Whoa! Just then, Mr. Dog comes out of the cupboard, starts chawing on his leg. Well, he goes for the front door, just as Mr. Mule gets him right in the woo, and down the path he goes. Mr. Rooster says, cock-a-doodle, woo, cock-a-doodle, woo. That old robber took up on down the road, got his nine friends. They kept running and running and running. We ain't seen hiding her hair of them since. Me and my four friends walked back inside that place, divided the money by five, took my share home to my mama, had a real good Christmas that year. My four friends, they decided to stay on that old place. Made a real nice farm for themselves, too, with carrots and corn and potatoes. As a matter of fact, if you ever get up real early in the morning and listen real close, you might be able to hear my rooster friend saying, Cock-a-doodle, yeah! Ed Stivender with a performance recorded live of a story called Jack and the Robbers. I've been listening to it not only with you, but also with Dr. Heather Bigley, one of our producers. Heather, thanks for bringing that story to us. Yeah. So I think you may hear what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 My master decided I was of no more use. Yep. And, and so now yeah. I'm trying to escape. Yeah. Or else something horrible will happen to me. Right. <laughs> um, and so uh, and so I just kept thinking about that during the story is so, you know, we do that to ourselves. We do that to other people. Yeah. Um, we decide, oh, you, you're I mean, here in this story, it's you're too old, which sure. sounds yeah. is getting more and more personal to me um, <laughs> as every birthday passes. Uh, and when you're a child, you don't like you might hear these things and it doesn't even like phase you. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oldness. Yeah. Eh, that's yeah. that will never be me. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, here it's that you're too old. But I often think, um, are we approaching people and are people in our lives because they're of use to us? And is that good enough? Yeah. Right. Or mm. should we be approaching people in a different way? Yeah. Well, certainly uh, each of these critters goes from an environment where they are perceived as worthless to an environment in which they are indispensable. Yeah. Right? They are needed for the success of the yeah. heist. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love this story. And one of the things I love about this story is and this performance from yes, Ed. Right. Is, is that it's a. It's a markedly American performance, right? But of course, I first heard a version of this story as the Bremen town musicians. You know? Oh, wow. Bremen as a, 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 a town in Germany. Right. right. And it's an illustration of how these jack tales have traveled with their people. You know, right. how these, uh, these European stories 
have become Appalachian stories. Yep. And uh, it's so great. It's so it's so interesting to see the, the traveling of these stories around the world and the shape that they take in their new home, you know. Ed Stivener, of course, performing that uh, story live at the National Storytelling Festival. That's where that recording was made. And it was a real pleasure to share it with you. Uh, Heather, thanks for bringing it to us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. And of course, on Thursday, join us for a story told by Andy Offutt Irwin in a full hour-long episode of The Apple Seed. We drop one of those every Thursday, and uh, this Thursday's episode will feature a terrific tale, one of Andy's Aunt Marguerite stories. Aunt Marguerite, of course, Andy's fictional great-aunt who, uh, along with the denizens of her world, make for all kind of rollicking and tender and even illuminating tales. You're going to hear one uh, about uh, the Statue of Liberty or Liberty Enlightening the World. You won't want to miss that story. I'm Sam Payne, and I can't wait to be with you again on The Appleseed. Thanks for joining us. For a bite! Brought to you by The Appleseed.